listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. Give me a go, no go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. We go fly. Guidance. Guidance go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. Or go flight. GNC. Or go. Tell me. Go. Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is, to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Annual 
2017 Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and there are only 36, that's right, 36 days remaining until the beautiful dawn rises uh, over the, the... the trees over the giant sequoias and the mountains shedding its graceful and warm light down onto Forestville, California and onto the premises of the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork, the Lucky Mojo Curio Company and the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church there and the church will be hosting the tents will be up, the tables will be out, they'll be do on the grass and there will be the people gathering in only 36 days boys and girls so make sure to get your tickets now for saturday and sunday may 13th and 14th 2017 in forestville california for the 10th annual hoodoo heritage festival that's the 2017 hoodoo heritage festival a fine time we are going to have and you can find out more information online at hoodooheritagefestival.com that's right hoodooheritagefestival.com let me tell you a little bit about what's going to happen well first of all uh your own good professor host of the show you're listening to with your beautiful delicate shell shaped ears right now is going to be the master of ceremonies for this wonderful event. We're going to start off both days, Saturday and Sunday, with a a lovely continental breakfast, and the reading tent will open up. We'll pull back the curtain, the tent will flap, and the reading tent will open, and you'll be able to go there and get readings with some of the greatest diviners, some of the greatest readers of all different types in the world. Then both days, Saturday and Sunday, each day will open with a fantastic opening ceremony. Saturdays will be opening with Storm Fairy Wolf, very famous individual in his own right. He will be there to open our festivities on Saturday with an opening ceremony around the fairy tradition. Sunday, Tata Candelo Kimbisa from Candelo's Corner, heard here on the LMC Radio Network, will be opening with a Sunday opening ritual, which will be a Misa. He will be doing a traditional Misa, and aiding him in that will be Mama E. Vicky Gutierrez from AIR, mother of Eddie Gutierrez, Dr. E. She'll be there. We are going to be giving away, for the cost of your ticket, you're going to get four fantastic books. Oh, yes, you're going to get the amazing book, this amazing book about hoodoo herb and root medicine from... Catherine Ironwood. You're going to get Vulvamancy by Dr. Jeremy Weiss. You're going to get Cursing and Crossing by Miss Aida. And you're also going to get Women's Work from Aura LaForest. Each one of those books not only comes to you free, but there's also going to be a fantastic hour-long workshop for each one of them by their authors. There is also going to be workshops on... Talking Boards, Spirit Boards by Chaz Bogan. A fantastic panel discussion, including a plethora, a veritable cornucopia 
of fantastic workers led by Miss Robin York, along with Miss Mikhail, Andrea Weston, Candelo Cambisa, Angela Marie Horner, and Co. Meadows. There's also going to be a fantastic workshop on the magic of attraction by Madame Nadia and Jaye Daye from Fit and Foxy, heard here each and every week. There's going to be The Moving Flame, a workshop on moving candle spells by Beverly Smith from In the Streets. Beverly Smith here, heard on this network each and every week. There's going to be a fantastic workshop on the power of the pendulum and dowsing and going beyond divination with the pendulum by Susan Diamond. There's going to be a class on loaded soaps, fixed in love, Crossed Prosperity and Healing Conditions by Co Meadows. Saturday evening, there's going to be a lovely, a lovely presenter's banquet in downtown Forestville at the Backyard Restaurant right there, easily located within walking distance, right there in Forestville. And you're going to get to sit down. If you buy a ticket to it, you get to go. You get to have a meal and sit down with the actual presenters. Sit down with the people who are going to be teaching all these. They're right there at your table. You get to talk to them, meet them, get to hobnob. And then Sunday, we'll be closing up with our normal closing circle and business card in exchange. Why deny yourself the thrill of it? Get your stuff together. Get your stuff together. Get your tickets. Get gas in the car. Get the kids together and come. You'll be glad you did. And I'll be happy to see you there and shake your hand. So that's what we've been working on, getting everything ready for it. Our own Miss Cat is currently being held in the book mines, working away, typesetting just just rapidly. So that's what is on everyone's mind and everyone's tongue this week. But of course, there are other things going on in the world. And to find out what else is going on in the world today and in the past, let's go over to the LMC newsroom and our own, that's right, Phil Patchy Fogg with the news. Take it away, Phil. Good evening. This is Philip Fogg reading the news. Today is Thursday, April 6th. The 96th day of 2017. There are 76 days until summer begins and 269 days left in the year. The 7th and 8th of April will be auspicious days to cut firewood, mow, to increase growth, dig holes, wax floors, and kill plant pests. The 7th and 8th are also good days to grub out weeds, briars, and other plant pests in preparation for planting on the 9th of April. Saturday will be a good day for morning fishing. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1917, when the United States of America entered World War I as the House joined the Senate in approving a declaration of war against Germany that was then signed by President Woodrow Wilson. Also on this date, in 1830, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was organized by Joseph Smith 
in Fayette, New York. In 1886, the Canadian city of Vancouver, British Columbia was incorporated. In 1896, the first modern Olympic Games formally opened in Athens, Greece. In 1947, the very first Tony Awards were held in New York. This event, focusing on individual achievement rather than specific works, honored Ingrid Bergman, Helen Hayes, Jose Ferrer, Frederick March, and playwright Arthur Miller, among others. In 1954, on this date, Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, Republican from Wisconsin, responded to CBS News' man Edward R. Murrow's broadside against him on the See It Now show said in remarks filmed for the program that Murrow had in the past engaged in communist causes. In 1965, the United States launched Intelstat 1, also known as the Early Bird communication satellite into geosynchronous orbit. In 1980, 3M introduced its post-it notes as a rebranding of a product formerly known as Press and Peel. In 1998, country singer Tammy Wynette died at her Nashville home at the age of 55. Today's LMC birthday greetings go out to Nobel Prize winning scientist James D. Watson, who is 89. Composer conductor Andre Previn is 88. Actor Billy D. Williams is 80. Actress Patrika Darbo is 69. Actor Teddy Sears is 40. Jazz, rhythm, and blues musician Robert Gelsper is 39. Our thought for the day comes to us from Thomas Wentworth Higginson. American clergyman and author, born 1823, died 1911, who said, to be really cosmopolitan, a man must be at home, even in his own country. This has been the news from the LMC Radio News Desk, and we now turn you over to Professor Porterfield and the lucky number. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only go for you and me. Superstition, or even make me suspicious. Table with thirteen dishes, it will make me. That's mommy, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay, yeah. Put my trust in goof of dust. Cause you know some days may bring you a seven. Or oh, maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, that you be in heaven. Lucky number for me, yeah. Oh, and you need not just trust in goofer dust as advised by the Nicholas brothers because we have the numbers and card for you here each and every week. 
As always, this week's lucky numbers are brought to you by ProfessorPorterfield.com. Why not stop on by and take a look? And they are 19, 22, 27, 32, 33, and 42. Once again, those numbers are 19, 22, 27, 32, 33, and 42. And I want to take a few moments to talk to you about these numbers. They are somewhat unusual, and they surprised me when I calculated them up this week. These numbers are not, they don't fall into their normal set. They're behaving oddly, and this is an odd time for numbers. So my advisement is I would use these numbers immediately, and then I would use these numbers again at the beginning of the week on Monday. And then throughout the rest of the week until next Thursday, they may wane a little bit, but they are an unusual set of numbers. This week's lucky three-digit numbers, get ready for it. Hold on to your seats. We've got hot numbers this week are, I kid you not, 333. That's 333. 777. That's 777. Oh, yes, it hit again. And 917. That's 917. These numbers are hot, 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 hot. And I have to tell you that 777 hit again on the same week when 333 fishes indeed. So take that to mean what it will to you. Keep those numbers close and maybe they will serve you well. The card of the week is the Four of Clubs, the Stranger's Bed. This week may bring unexpected travel, possibly for work or business, but also may bring a trip to see old friends. However, be careful, possible threats to housing, and to not get into petty arguments with your spouse, mate, or lover. Also, I will say that this week with the auspices that I am seeing suggests that there may be travel in the next seven days to go to funerals. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, <laughs> remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next... From the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas, our own Miss Loretta with Cooking with Miss Loretta. Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was another man. All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can.
y'all. I'm so happy to be with you again. And this week, we got a lot of letters about last week's recipe where I showed you how to cook an entire meal that wasn't a soup or a stew or a casserole or something all blended together in a single crock pot. Well, this week we got letters asking if I had any other recipes that were similar to that. And also we got a letter from Joe. And I want to thank Joe for his letter. Joe said, Miss Loretta, I love your The Now You Know show. And every week I carefully write down the recipes and my wife and I try them out. But My wife is queen of the kitchen. She, that is her domain and her roost. Do you have any recipes for us gentlemen who primarily cook outside? Well, Joe, I've got you covered, honey. Don't you worry about it. I tonight have an old crock pot favorite. This recipe had its origins as a very well-known, at least around where I come from, crock pot recipe that I adapted for the outdoor grill. And so I'm going to give it to you tonight, Joe. So get ready. Here we go. This week, the recipe is grilled sausage with potatoes and green beans for the grill. The prep time on this is 25 minutes. The cook time is 20 minutes, and it'll be ready in approximately 45. The ingredients for uh, this just delightful little recipe are as follows. You will want three fourths of a pound of fresh green beans and I really 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 encourage you to use fresh ones frozen ones are not going to work for you canned ones certainly will not work for this you want fresh green beans trimmed and halved one half a pound of red potatoes quartered one large onion sliced one pound of smoked sausage cut into one inch pieces. Then you're also going to want for that one teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of ground black pepper, one teaspoon of vegetable oil, one teaspoon of butter, and three, one third, one third of a cup water. Now, how are we going to do this? Well, to start out, you're going to go outside and you're going to preheat your outdoor grill for high heat. Now, I'm going to say that again because I know a lot of you people who like to cook outside, and it's not just the guys, are used to not having a grill up on high heat because obviously it would burn the meat you were cooking. This time we want your grill, whether it's gas or whether it's charcoal or butane, whatever it is, we want it set for high heat. Now, 
once you've got that going on a large sheet of grill foil. Now, let me stop for a minute and say that again. On a large sheet of grill foil, which is a little thicker than normal foil, you're going to place the green beans, red potatoes, onion, and sausage, and season it with your salt and pepper, sprinkle it with oil, and then top it with your butter. Now, once you've done that, tightly seal the foil around the ingredients, leaving only a small opening. And then into that small opening, you're going to pour your one-third cup of water and seal it up. Are some manufacturers who make a ready-made foil packet. And you'll see them in stores. And it'll say, you know, good for grilling and this. You can use those. That's perfectly fine. Just remember to seal them up good and tight once you've put your water in it. Now, you're going to place your foil packet on your prepared grill. And you're going to cook it for 20 to 30 minutes, turning it over once, just until the sausage is browned and the vegetables are tender. Then you open it up, vent the steam, get you a serving spoon, a nice slotted serving spoon, dish it out onto uh, into a, I like to serve it in a bowl. Your green beans will still have a nice little snap to them. Your potatoes will be cooked through. Your onion will be everything, and your sausage will be nice and brown. And I like to serve this either with buttered bread or I prefer it with cornbread. And it's just a fast, easy meal. You can be the hero of the family, Dad, and just cook this up and have it ready for your honey and your kids when they all get home from work and school and won't they be impressed with you so there you go i know you all thought that i only knew how to cook in a crock pot but uh uh-uh oh no i know how to cook outside i know how to cook in the oven i know how to cook on the stovetop i know how to do it all darling so try it out, and I hope you enjoy this as much as my family and I do. And until next week, bye-bye. Thank you, Miss Loretta. All right. Hey, that sounded like a, a pretty good recipe. I don't think I would be trying it. I am not a fan of green beans. In fact, I don't like green beans at all. But other people do, and I uh, hope that, you know, Hey, try it out in your house. It sounded pretty good, at least. Up next, the professor's pontification. This week, the topic is fitting in. Or, I wouldn't be a member of a club that would have me as a member. (laughs) Just try and catch the spirit of it, will you?
and that was, of course, Norman Greenbaum with Spirit in the Sky. Tonight, we're giving out macaroons. That's right. We're giving out macaroons. There's no hummets in these macaroons. These macaroons that we're giving out tonight are 100% Kasha La Peshach. That's right. Every single one of them. And so, first off, Troll Towelhead, uh, our chief engineer here at the LMC Radio Network, he gets one macaroon. That's right. He gets one macaroon. And Catherine Ironwood, she got both. She got the author, she got the singer, band, group, and she also got the song. So she gets two macaroons. Two macaroons, Kasha La Peshach. There's no hamits, no, not, not a bit of it in these. There you go. So, Tonight, in the pontification, we're going to be discussing the idea of fitting in. That may seem like a strange kind of topic. What is he talking about? Where is he going with this? Well, just follow along, boys and girls, and I'll, I'll show you where we're going with this one tonight. It's an interesting thing to be a practitioner of hoodoo because you don't really fit in many places. Let me, before I go further on that idea, say that this week we are beginning a new set of pontifications. As you know, from time to time, we end an old set of pontifications. We ended one set of pontifications last week where we talked about low and high magic, and this week we're starting a new one. And throughout these series of pontifications, we're going to be talking about community and family and tradition about how we carry on, who do, etc., etc., where we belong, etc. And so that's why we're talking about this tonight. We had a number of letters and questions and some occurrences that went out and transpired this week. And so we're talking about this right now. Where do we fit in? Well, sometimes it feels like we don't fit in anywhere. Let me give you a ex- few examples. The modern-day Protestant Christian church is not the church of my youth, and it's certainly not the, tr- the church of my grandparents' youth. Without question, it ain't the church of my great-grandparents' youth. And it is not always a place where hoodoo is welcome. Even in traditional Southern African-American churches that have uh, historically stood where they've stood for hundreds of years, it's not quite as welcome as it used to be. It's still welcome in some churches where people have some knowledge. But in general, in general, it's not welcome anymore. And this is because of a pretty big anti-magical, anti-magico sentiment that has grown and grown and grown in Protestant Christianity. And certainly we saw a big heyday of it in the 80s. 
And we're at a point right now where basically magic is seen as being of the devil, satanic. It only belongs to evil forces and evil people. And, you know, oh, don't get me wrong. If pastor wants to do so, oh, that's different. See, that's that's completely different. It's been brought to my personal attention that Protestant Christianity isn't quite so Protestant anymore. It doesn't really seem anymore to be about the individual person needing only the word of Holy Scripture to have a relationship with the Savior. It seems more and more and more every day and in every way that we need pastor. We need we need reverend. We need the minister. And they had to go to the right pastoral college. They had to go to the right church college to learn things and they have to be overseen by this board and that board and this conclave and that conclave and getting a little ecumenical up here you know getting a little a little uh, a little more you know i'm wondering what happened to martin luther's little note dirty little anti-semite that he was but still wondering about his little note nailed to the door doesn't seem to quite be as free as it used to be but the point is that in many of those places hoodoo is not welcome now that's a damn shame because certainly hoodoo participates in uses the bible arises out of a protestant christian base and yet Eh, not welcome there anymore. The other reason that's a damn shame is because let me tell you where it's still really not welcome, and that's in modern-day neo-paganism. Now, I understand that some people have told me I'm supposed to say paganism now, and I'm not supposed to say neo-paganism. Well, send me a bill, okay? Just, just, just send me a bill. Just you, you know, you can you can make bills deliverable to Professor Charles Porterfield, six twenty four West University Drive, Suite three nine nine, Denton, Texas seven six two zero one. Just fill out a bill and send it to me. That I say neo paganism as opposed to paganism. For me, paganism is something that belongs to the classical period of time. And you're not doing it. And in fact, I'm somewhat pleased that you're not practicing classical paganism. That that really makes me sleep well at night. I mean, I'm serious. It really does. It makes me feel good because it knows that I can go about my life in a normal fashion in relative safety. I'm never going to be gang-grabbed and made to be a sacrificial king. I'm, I, can, I can go to the store on particular dates without being whipped in the streets with strips of, of, of goat's hide, okay, etc., 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 etc. But no, you're not practicing paganism. You're practicing neo-paganism, new, new paganism. And... Although new paganism, neo-paganism, American paganism, to be assured, wants to have aspects of hoodoo at its disposal, hoodoo's not welcome. No, it's not. Now let me tell you how you could tell if it were. If hoodoo were welcome, if hoodoo fit in, if hoodoo were a part of paganism, then you could go to the major 
pagan outlets on the internet, all right? And you could go to these places where there are posts made every day, you know, that these primarily places where essay-type base posts are going up from various pagan figures and pagan writers talking about various pagan activities and various pagan individuals and various pagan perspectives and various pagan teachings at all. And inevitably, on a web page such as this, because, you know, they're well-designed web pages, there's a search field. And you could just zip your little mouse right up to the little search box and click it. And then in that little search box, you could have your your swift little fingers just type out the word H-O-O-D-O-O and hit enter, and there would be a significant response. You would get a fair number of posts to come back to you. But that's not what you find. What you find is, oh, you've got nothing on this site. Well, first of all, the site generates multiple posts per day, so I don't know quite, you know, how much 20 is. But out of 20, it goes this way. 20 and 19 are both from 2017. They have very little to do necessarily with hoodoo. They have some sort of ancillary bleed over into something else. Next post is from 2016. There's another post from January of 2016. Then there's a post from 2015. Then there's a post from 2014, several in 2012. You see what I'm saying? There, th- this is not – hoodoo's not going on here, kids, all right? Because as an example, if you were to go to the Lucky Mojo Curio Company forums, which are form-based – again, we're not engaged. It's a slightly different situation. Here we're having peer one-to-one conversations in threads as opposed to, you know, essay-type posts, right, blog-type posts. But if you were to go there, all you'd pretty much find is there is hoodoo. I mean, there are some other things, of course, but the hoodoos, the primary thing that's going on there. Why wouldn't it be? It's a part of a hoodoo store, right? But when you go to the major pagan outlets, there's very little hoodoo at the outlet. When you go to the major pagan festivals, there's very little hoodoo at the festivals. Oh, there may be one or two little things on one table in the back behind a door that says, beware the leopard taped to it. But you're not going to find much. Now, when you go to listen to people engaged in neo-paganism talk, then you're going to find a lot of discussion about hoodoo. But it's all fairly uh, appropriative. How can I use? What does would be? I want, give me, where does, how do I get, etc. And a lot of the discussion that's given back to them, answers, etc., is patently wrong. I mean so wrong that I will not even waste my time discussing it here. Wrong information, wrong value. So, Mahuduism does not quite belong inside paganism. Uh, first of all, paganism is in and of itself a religion of various sorts. Uh, it's an encompassing term. But most of those are religions. 
not everyone is a uh, theist-based pagan. There are, in fact, some atheistic pagans. That's a completely different issue for someone else to have on some other show. Maybe that would be a good topic. Maybe atheist pagans is a good topic for discussion for the witch, the priestess, and the cauldron right here on the LMC Radio Network, a wonderful show hosted by two lovely friends and colleagues of mine every Friday. So maybe that would be good. But to come back to it, we don't see hoodoo as a part of paganism that much, only in so much as another new thing in the basket, another new acquisition, another thing we've added to our our book of Ertz, another, you know, sublime discipline that we're learning because it fascinates us and because we have interest and because the spirits told us what the fuck ever. So, where does it belong? Well, does it belong in the ATRs? Who do clearly, without question and without any good argument, it has an African base. It comes from enslaved African peoples in the United States. So where does where does it does it belong there? Does it belong with the ATRs? Well maybe. Except that my experience has been that most of the ATRs have a couple of different kinds of quote, feelings about hoodoo. One, this is not for everyone all the time. I I am just talking about a set of different attitudes here. I'm not labeling everyone in ATR with these. One is that hoodoos, um, they laugh up their sleeve at hoodoo. They They chuckle up their sleeve at hoodoo. Hoodoo's something that the ignorant practice. Hoodoo is something that the poor practice. Hoodoo is something that those who were cut off practice. Hoodoo's hoodoo's the bastard stepchild of the ATRs, seems to be the idea in this camp. The backwards, redheaded stepchild of the ATRs in this one set of ideas. In another set of ideas, hoodoo is not laughed at by practitioners of various ATRs. They don't laugh at it at all. They take it very seriously. They say, no, 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 no. Those people know what they're doing. Those people, they have skill. Don't don't fuck with them. Don't meddle with them. You'll end up in a grave. You'll end up in the graveyard. You'll end up with cursed. You'll end up with spiders in you. You'll end up vomiting snakes. You'll end up with your pockets fucked, your love life fucked up, everything fucked up. Don't meddle with those people. Which is a kind of respect, but it's a respect only based out of fear. It's not, uh, welcome brothers. It's a, don't mess with those people. Oh, no, no, no. They are, they're, they're good people. They're good people, you know, but don't, don't meddle with them. Stay away from them. And then you have a third idea that's often expressed, which is hoodoo's good, hoodoo's fine, but it's a little watered-down version of what, quote, we do. It's a stepping stone. It's a place for you to go to enter into an ATR. 
And then finally, we have to also consider that the last letter in ATR is R, religion. And who is not a religion? Priestesses. It doesn't have its own liturgy separate from how it interacts with Protestant Christianity. So I have to say that although hoodoo clearly belongs, let's say, in the neighborhood, in the local addresses of the same houses that hold the ATRs, it, it doesn't fit. It's not really completely welcome. It's not really completely embraced there either. Does it belong in Judaism? No, most Jews don't even know what the fuck hoodoo is. Many do. Many do, myself included. But in general, not really. Does it belong to Catholicism? Mm, Probably less so than it belongs to Protestant Christianity. Does it belong to this or that? Well, the problem is it doesn't really belong anywhere except where it is. Where does it belong? It belongs in America. It certainly belongs in the South and in the Southern states. It certainly belongs to African Americans. It certainly belongs to those that had a add-in to it, part of the admixture of it, Native Americans, Jewish mysticism, German magical thought, etc., Old English folk magic, Irish, little Irish folk magic, little Welsh folk magic. It certainly has a place there. It belongs in America, and it belongs to African Americans, primarily. That doesn't mean that if you're not American, you can't do it. That doesn't mean if you're not African American, you can't do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's where it fits. That's where it fits. But here's a problem. Everyone's – not everyone, but it seems some days like everyone – is doing it half measure. Everyone's doing it and something else. Now, that's fine. You should be able to do many things. I have nothing against a Renaissance individual. I have nothing against a polymath. I have nothing against someone who's autodidactic. That's all wonderful. Do many things. But there are days, I have to tell you, dear listeners, there are days where I sit and it feels like no one just does hoodoo anymore. And those that do do hoodoo use it as a stepping stone someplace else. They're pagans first, and they do hoodoo second. They're a member of an ATR first, and they do hoodoo second. Now, that has an obvious answer to it. Those others are religions. Of course you do your religion first, and then you do your magical practice or whatever else. Of course you do. But there are days. There are days. And those days are getting closer and closer together for me where it feels like No one quite remembers it anymore. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am the last person that you're going to hear on the old hoodoo's dead, the golden age of hoodoo is over, bullshit bandwagon. 
but some days it just feels like there's no place. If you're a young kid and you want to know about witchcraft, it's difficult, certainly, if you live in certain parts of the United States, but but there are resources for you, immediate, many voices, much debate, much activity, if you want to be involved in witchcraft, if you want to be involved in paganism, even many shops. There are less, perhaps, public, but still many avenues for you if you want to be involved in an ATR. Certainly, the world's your fucking oyster if you want to be a Catholic or a Protestant Christian, of course. I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, you just can't beat, you know, at least 1,500 years of solid colonialism, solid expansion, solid holding people under the knife until they agree. I mean, you know, when you get – you, you want a preacher, you can find one. I believe the word he's looking for is autodidact. Have a little conversation in the chat room. Now, what's the point of all this? Is this just some gripe? Like, well, okay, Professor Porterfield, great. Now you made depressed me. Well, thanks a fucking lot, you know. What, what do I do with that? Well, maybe what we do with that is this. Maybe we stop giving away hoodoo. That's the first thing. What do I mean by that? Do I mean, is, where's the emphasis in that sentence? Is the emphasis on giveaway? Is he talking about money? Is he saying we need to charge more or charge at all? Is he saying we're being too? No, 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 no. That's not the emphasis. That's not the takeaway. The takeaway here by that is meant to be this. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to stop just saying you know, since hoodoo is a sorcerous practice, a magical practice, without it being a religion, all is well and good. To each their own, do what thou wilt, shall be the whole of hoodoo. You know, you want to do whatever with it, fuck it. There's no hoodoo police, nor am I suggesting hoodoo police. There's no hoodoo pope, nor am I suggesting a hoodoo pope. There's no hoodoo high priest, nor am I suggesting a hoodoo high priest. Just do whatever the fuck you want. And I will never criticize thou. Maybe there needs to be a little more criticization. Maybe there needs to be a little more voice of sanity out in the woods that says, that's not hoodoo you're doing over there. That's not hoodoo. That's something the hell else. It might be a good thing, something else, too. It might be fantastic. It might be wonderful. Hell, tell me all about it. Write a book. Sell me some products. Let's get a TV show going for it. But it's not fucking hoodoo. It's something else. Oh, well, because of this relationship or because of that, I'm sure Odin understood. Odin? What the fuck? When did Odin get? Well, all things are equal. Look, all things are not equal. There, I said it. All things are not equal. And the world 
is not a movable feast. I'm sorry. Color me an asshole. Dream up whatever name you want to say, oh, that Professor Porterfield, he he got on there and said, no, I'm sorry, there are right things and there are wrong things. There are things that are this and there are things that are that. Not everything's up for fucking grabs. I, you know, it's a wonderful idea, and it and it works really well in certain philosophies where all things are 10,000 things and 10,000 things are one thing, and we hear the drop of one one tiny droplet of water, we hear the sound of one hand clapping, and there is nirvana, there is satore, that is great, wonderful, go do that. But over here, not so fucking much. But everybody wants to come in and say, oh, well, this, that, and the other thing. Let me give you one quick example. In Hoodoo, there are a series of works, um, by which one can go down to a particular place, a crossroad, on particular times, particular days, and particular hours of those days to meet a particular individual or entity, if you would prefer, and make particular agreements with particular entity at particular costs over particular times. Hey, here we go. Everybody goes left about this. All right? The Christians go, the devil! It's the fucking Faustian goddamn devil! It is Lucifer, morning star, fallen from heaven, God's favorite, best drinking buddy. They used to go whore together, and then he betrayed, he fingered God to the cops, and God hates him. It's the fucking devil! Meanwhile, there are some Satanists I know who are going, I'm not so sure it's the devil. This might be a devil, or kind of a devil, or maybe sort of. I don't know how I feel. Right? Then we've got people in various other religions saying, no, 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 it's not the devil. It's it's Papa Legba. It's Eshu. It's this person. It's that person. And I guarantee you that's who it is. And they say it with the same strength. The same strength as those Christians over there, whether they were Protestant or Catholics, said that it was the devil. There's going to be somebody, I guarantee you, who's going to say it's fucking Odin. There's going to be somebody who's going to say that it is Triveya, the goddess Triveya, goddess of uh, interesting small facts and roads that meet together. Knowledge. But what they're not saying is that it's the black man. That's the black man. It's the black man. That's what Hoodoo says it is. What they're saying it is is something from their other thing, which is fine. Have your other thing. But your other thing doesn't get to make hoodoo something it's not. How dare any of you look down your fine Christian noses and say, 
That is the Luciferian Faustian devil, and you're all going to fucking hell. And I so don't want you to go to hell, and I so want to save you from the torments and fear of hell that I will fuck your life over and make it an absolute misery and possibly even kill you right now. Gee whiz, mister, thanks a lot. And who are you to come in and say, that's Papa Legba, that's Eshu, that's this, that's that. As if you are the expert, you are the only one. What does hoodoo say it is? If you disagree with what hoodoo says it is, then you are essentially saying that there's something fucking wrong with hoodoo because it doesn't even know its own business. It doesn't even know its own business. Why don't you get on the Victorian anthropologist fucking circa 1895 bandwagon with the superstitious Negroes argument? You're telling people who have practiced something for genofuckerations in their place on the world. They didn't pick that place. They got hauled there in fucking chains. But their place on the world, doing their thing, and you're going to come and say, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. Well, that's your right. That's your right. Welcome to America. I didn't tell anybody I think they're wrong. In fact, I'm doing it right the fuck now. But my point is, doesn't fit. Hoodoo doesn't fit. Because you're telling people who practice hoodoo that they don't even know their own business. What happens? What do we see? When certain people who sell hoodoo products go to certain events, I, I, I got people who will testify on this one, kiddies. People make fun of it. I've personally seen this with my own eyes. Other people will tell you about this. They laugh at a 7 knot candle and say, oh, look at fucking dildos, fucking sex toy. Why are you selling dildos? Why are you selling dildos? Okay. They laugh at the idea of magical oils. Well, what is it, colored water? What's all this stuff floating around in it? And yet, off over on the other side of the room, you've got some fucking son of a bitch, goddamn master magician ceremonial sorcerer who he knows all about fucking magical oils. All right? But you're going to laugh at these. Well, that's just... That's... That's not. That's just a bunch of herbs with a bunch of saltpeter and saw and sawdust. Well, that's just a bunch of herbs and 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 whatever with a bunch of Epsom salt. That's what happens, man. I'm not joking. Oh, it's not quite as bad as it used to be because you know everybody wants to make a buck and everybody's interested in having something that belongs to somebody for cheap and easy prices, but. I can bring major manufacturers out to tell you these stories. I can also bring manufacturers to tell you stories about how their shops get egged, how they have, uh, quote, anti-satanic graffiti sprayed on their property, how they get phone calls from people warning them, because the Christians do it as well, all right? So it seems like on certain days, hoodoo doesn't fit anywhere. It's just something to be consumed. It's just something to be used. It's just something to fill in a gap. It's uh, it's magical wall putty. It's magical spackle. Here to f- fill up 
all of your cultural cracks. Got a cultural crack? Have you tried Hoodoo's Fackle? Yes, Hoodoo's Fackle applies in only 15 minutes, dries to extra hardness, and seals up your cultural gap so fast you hardly ever noticed it was there. But what happened to listening to the people that do hoodoo? Now, we got a problem. Part of that problem is that we can't always go to the people who practice hoodoo and ask them. Because some of the people that are the inheritors of the people that did hoodoo are fucking assholes. Okay? They're just fucking assholes, man. I don't give a shit. You're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking asshole. You're not an asshole because of this reason or that reason. You're an asshole. You're an asshole Monday through fucking Saturday. Maybe you take Sundays off. I don't fucking know. I don't know what the pay is like or what dental benefits you get or if there's a good retirement plan there in the asshole business. But you're a fucking asshole. And what you do is you start making up a whole bunch of shit about hoodoo that's a goddamn lie. Oh, people never used oils in hoodoo because they didn't have any containers. Oh, Lord. I mean Moses on the mountain. They didn't have containers. Not they didn't have fancy containers or fancy bottles. They didn't have any kind of bottle. They had nothing. They had no containers. What? They didn't have a tin fucking can. They didn't have anything. They didn't have anything. They did they had nothing. They had nothing, and so that anything I don't like that somebody else is doing well on in hoodoo, I'll just come in and say, oh, um, you know, there were no magical incenses ever used in hoodoo. There were no, there is no hoodoo incense because, you know, the old folks, they didn't have fire. No, that's true. That's 100% true. They didn't have fire. They didn't have fire. No, really. Didn't know what a match was. Couldn't rub two sticks together. Didn't know how to take an ember from point A and take it to point B. No fire. No fire. So therefore, it couldn't have been magical incense. I mean, they'll say shit like this, folks. I'm not making that up. They will go to these extremes. So where are we today? This is where I see us fitting in today. Day by day, bit by bit, Hoodoo, in this time and in this place, keeps getting picked up by people who have no intention of doing hoodoo and trying to turn it into something else. A little. Softly. Gently. What we have right now in my assessment is an American society who, in general, not in specific, in general, has no desire to join hoodoo. They want hoodoo to join them. They want hoodoo to become whatever it is they're doing. We have the researcher, the author, the, the, the seminar giver who is constantly looking for the, uh, the grand unified field theory of magic. And to them... Uh, you know, hoodoo's just a it's another stepping stone in, as part of the Jungian layout, as part of the John Campbellian mystery that we're all going to solve way, boys, we're all going to solve it it's all going to come true everything's going to be fantastic we're going to finally figure out how it all fits together, and somewhere along the line they'll pick their favorite thing 
pre-whatever dynasty Hinduism, pre-whatever Pima Indian practice, Mayan this, what have you. All right. Really real, absolute, 100% genuine witchcraft. My witchcraft's better than your witchcraft because my witchcraft comes from the smallest, most remote, backwater, insular, tiny part of Great Britain that you could ever throw a fucking dart at a fucking map at, and therefore that's real witchcraft. And by the way, we kill babies, so it's real witchcraft. All right, and whatever. Egyptian, Hotep, whatever. Dos, magician, this, whatever. Eventually that. So that's where we have them doing. We have our generalized Protestant Christians running around going, devil, 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 devil! We have uh, our generalized Satanists running around going, eh, not so much devil, but hey, still kind of cool. You know, wow, some of this hoodoo sounds transgressive. And since I'm just kind of a generalized Satanist who got into it to be cool rather than any sort of dedicated individual, I certainly want to be fucking transgressive. We've got pagans going, but how can I align my chakras with that? What part of hoodoo will align my chakras and give me brilliant, white, shining teeth? Can I get my teeth cleaned and my chakras aligned at the same time? Does it have less calories? Is this hoodoo gluten-free? Is this hoodoo animal cruelty-free? Is this hoodoo etc.? Is this vegan hoodoo? Is this free-range hoodoo? Is this cruelty-free hoodoo? How how does this fit into my life? Can I make it work for me? We've got sub-Asiatic Orientalists running around saying... Oh no, who do we? No, 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 no. This is a very dark and unenlightened philosophy. This will drag you down. This is all about material things. You need to reject the material things. You do not need. You're all worried about love and money and luck and lust. Don't you see how enchained you are? How enslaved you are? Isn't that a slap in the face? We've got. People practicing a variety of native and or aboriginal practices going, no, 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 no. This is all foolish. It's all mixed up. It all got forgotten. It's all, it's all bullshit. You need to come back to the real way. And here in the midst of it, you have little old hoodoo, little old root working, little old conjure sitting there struggling, surviving with everybody picking at it with everybody trying to change it, with everyone trying to do their own little thing to it, rather than just take it as it is. But it survives. It goes on. So where does it fit in? Where does it belong? Where it started? It belongs in America. It belongs 
to African Americans. It belongs here and now. And it belongs, believe it or not, to Protestant Christianity. Whether you like that or not, that's where it belongs at the end of the day. And you know, if that makes you uptight, if that really bugs you, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Jesus was a dark-skinned dude with curly hair. It's all right. It's all good. You know, if it really bugs you that it belongs there, don't worry about it. Just sit back. Relax. It's all cool. After all, Jesus is just all right.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've had lots of guesses in the chat room. And I guess I have to take a moment and say that some psychedelic cowboy band. Best comment yet. That being said, the two macaroons go to Troll Towelhead, who got it right on his first try. Like, you know, way back where? You know, he got it right. Doobie Brothers, Jesus is just all right with. Jesus is just all right, and Doobie Brothers. Those are his first two guesses. He got it, didn't stick with it, kept moving. He still gets two macaroons. You know, so there you go. But that was, in fact, the Doobie Brothers with Jesus is just all right. Jesus is just all right. You know, that that in that kind of street corner kind of music that they did, they were doing what we're all doing here. They were just trying to send out a signal. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air. The LMC Radio Network broadcasting around the globe, bringing news. Information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network in the Vanguard. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo River Power with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Candela's Corner with Candelo Cambisa and Michael Correll, Mondays 5 to 7, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7, Fit and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays 6 to 7, The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Talhead Chief Engineer, here at the LMC Radio Network. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3, uh, yeah, I think 3 Pacific, on Sacred Ground with uh, Kai Armand and Paige, Paige Zayafu is back. So, it's returned to our wonderful air. Waves. And speaking of things on our wonderful airwaves, let's go over to your friend and mine from the old KTVT Monster Chiller Horror Theater, the one, the only, Count Goulash, with a few words about our sponsor. Oh. Boys and girls, it is I, Goulash, here to talk to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. My friends, did you know that Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit? They carry a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incense, powders, candles, Herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits for those who cast magic spells, love spells, money spells, and protection spells. 
in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Go there. I command you to go there and browse through the aisles of thousands of items from all around the world in rat hypnotic presence. You will do this. You will go where? To the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California, or online at www.luckymojo.com, where you can sit in the comfort of your own home in the middle of the night with no eyes upon you and browse to page after page after page, looking at all of the thousands of items they carry, order them, and have them sent in privacy to your own house. <laughs> yes, from where? From the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California, and online at www.luckymojo.com. Tell them Count Goulash sent you. <laughs> Every, I mean, there's just no way to follow it. I mean, there's no way to follow it. He comes in here with his cape, and his slick back hair, and he just blows. Any, that's it. That that's the show, folks. Good night. Welcome. I mean, seriously, that that should be on at the end. There's just no way to there's no way to follow that. Up next, we're going to be going to our what we do segment of the show. This week, we'll be talking about altar work. You want to listen? You want to listen? Yes, yes. Pay attention. While we talk about altar work, you don't want to falter at the... Say, man, what's the matter? What you doing standing up there shaking like that? Oh, man, I feel real weak in the knees. I'm getting ready to take on a bride. Oh, you're going to get married? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, you got no business shaking at your knees. Yeah, well, I'm just weak, that's all. Yeah, well, the boys are going to tell you what to do. Okay. Listen to them. Don't falter at the altar. When you take that great big step, don't falter at the altar. Just you try and be up. Lift your feet high. Ain't no time to sigh. It's your last. Father didn't fall the sun, that's why you're here. 
Didn't falter, son That's why you're here Well, now, how do you feel now, son? Well, I feel a little better now, Gab It was a nice brace, huh? A little brace, huh? Yeah, uh-huh Oh, that's a good deal I'm glad you feel better Feeling fine Doggone, you went and faltered anyway Sure did Well, 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 well. Let's see where we're going to hand out the macaroons. First of all, one macaroon goes to Troll Second Guess Towelhead. That's King of the Second Guesses. Grand Mufti of Satanism and King of the Second Guesses. Who got who got Cab Calloway? That is correct. Cab Calloway. Then a half a macaroon goes to Miss Aida, who got Falter at the Altar, but she forgot Don't. The name of the song is Don't Falter at the Altar. Don't Falter at the Altar. Not Falter at the Altar. It's Don't Falter at the Altar. So she gets half a macaroon, and Troll gets a macaroon. He gets one macaroon, she gets half macaroon, and along we go, moving right now over to our beautiful side studio where the lovely Carol Merrill is waiting to introduce us to tonight's topic. Carol, what's tonight's topic? Well, Professor Porterfield, tonight we're going to be talking about altar work. Thank you, Carol. Yes, altar work. Now, you hear about altars and altar work in hoodoo quite a bit. So, first of all, let's establish a couple of ideas about these altars. These altars are not probably what you think of when or what you envision when you say the word altar necessarily. They're not necessarily a dedicated religious altar. They can be. They can be. But they're not always a dedicated religious altar. And where they are religious, they're not necessarily an altar as one is used to encountering in, say, a Catholic church or in another religious institution. There is a very, very thin line in hoodoo between the idea of an altar and a, quote, work space. All right? These two come together. And what are they both at the end of the day? They are at the end of the day a place, a spot, a space where the spirit world, the world of spirit, and this world, the material world, meet. They are, to some extent, a kind of a crossroad, if you will. It is the place where the workers acts, reach out into the world of spirit, where many types of spiritual work are conducted from private meditation to the laying of the preparation of tricks to lay and spell casting, candle work, beseechment of ancestors, 
higher spiritual powers, personal spirits, the dead, etc. So altar work, therefore, has become a term that people who practice hoodoo, conjure workers, use for pretty much any kind of spiritual rite or ritual performed at an altar and during which there they seek an intercession of spirit, whatever that spirit may be. These come in dozens of kinds of altars. Some are incredibly ornate and adorned. Uh, some are very, very humble and may even serve in a day-to-day basis as a secondary piece of furniture, <clears throat> a table, a nightstand, the top of a dresser drawer, a shiffer robe, etc. might be the space that contains this. In general, the way spirit is beseeched or sought to bring about intercession during altar work is through prayer. And that being the, traditionally in hoodoo, the verbal addressing of petitions and praise to God, spiritual beings, helper spirits, saints, spirit in general, ancestors, etc. Prayers are directed towards the divine. They are reverent. They have intent. They are supplications for specific purposes on behalf of the worker or the worker's client, whoever the worker's client might be, family members, people who have paid them, etc. Now let's stop right there and talk about that very quickly. There are some components that sound like they're very general, like, oh, you know, whatever, right? Okay, you know, I get it. There's a place, and I go to the place, and I pray, and blah, 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 blah. There's a kind of prayer we're talking about here. This isn't just any old kind of prayer. You often, you know, let me put it this way. In general, you're not going to find silent prayer. You may, but generally you're not. For the most part, what you're going to find is spoken prayer. Prayer that has cadence. Prayer that rises and falls. Prayer that is in itself an act of magic. A kind of a spell, if you like, but that's not really what it is. But again, it will primarily be verbal. It will have cadence. It will rise. It will fall. It will have emphasis. This isn't a sort of a mealy-mouthed, bland, plain uh, oatmeal with nothing on it because your mom's a hippie breakfast prayer. This is prayer. Prayer that goes up and down, prayer that comes and goes, prayer that names, prayer that brings in and casts out, prayer that puts down and prayer that lifts up, prayer that begins and prayer that brings about an ending, prayer that praises and blesses and prayer that curses and damns. Not kind of a, dear Lord, would you please, we were hoping that perhaps on maybe sometime around Tuesday, if you saw fit, maybe if you could help this guy out with a little bit of money, 
but not too much. I mean, whatever you want to do or not, it's all cool. Got to go. Bye, your pal, Sydney. That's not really how it goes generally. These prayers may be and often are extemporaneous and unrehearsed. They may, however, include formulaic recitation of portions of Scripture, including the book of Psalms and others, other parts of it, the book of Proverbs, etc., uh, etc. Et Most, if not almost every single hoodoo root worker, conjure doctor, spiritualist, and hoodoo worker maintains some kind of an altar or altars at which they may worship and pray, hold candle services, conduct spiritual work, do magical rituals, cast spiritual spells for clients, bring in things from clients to have clients blessed and kept. In other words, pictures of clients, pictures of loved ones may be brought in and placed onto the altar, kept on the altar, kept under candles, kept under lamps, kept under lodestones, kept under saint statues and other statuary and holy symbols, crucifixes, crosses, you name it, for the blessing, keeping, protection, prosperity of the client, and etc. Now, people who work with and petition the ancestors, the dead, Catholic saints, and spirit guides, which would include figures such as Black Hawk, may construct specialized altars to honor just those entities. How an individual hoodoo root worker creates and maintains an altar is a matter of family custom, training, and personal belief. In the homes and churches of some psychic readers and root doctors, statues and offerings to a group of spiritual beings may share space on one huge in the homes and churches of other conjurers. You'll see numerous small altars positioned around a larger working area, and each spiritual being will be accorded its own little space for its statuary, its offerings, etc., also, you will see altars for varied conditions. So when the worker casts spells and does this kind of work at the altar space, you will see uh, a space set up just individually for, as one example, uncrossing or healing, release from pain. Uh, those who do enemy work will have one for crossing and cursing. Those who do working candle altars will have large spaces specifically designed and maintained for the needs and desires of their clients to set lights on that candle altar. And generally the client provides a petition paper or a photo to be placed under or affixed onto the candle and dressed and blessed for the intentions as such. Prayers take place in altar work. And again, they break down into several forms. Recital of the scriptures, extemporaneous prayer, which comes from affirmative prayer. Let's stop and talk about that one. Most people don't know what that means. Affirmative prayer is a form of prayer or metaphysical technique that's focused on a positive outcome rather than a negative situation. 
a, a person who's experiencing some form of illness would focus the prayer on the desired state of health and affirm this desired intention as if it had already happened. And they might use, again, extemporaneous prayer or recitation of scripture along with that. And that comes, we see a lot of that coming out of the New Thought Movement. Also, you might have intercessory prayer where we call upon any number of figures. Abraham, Moses, David, Samuel, Elijah, Jesus, the saints, etc. happening in altar work. This is a huge and varied topic. And also, I want you to again come back to where we started. That there is often a thin line between and talks about the practices who do root work and conjure talks about their altar and their work space. They're often seen as the same because they are the same. And sometimes they're divided. Sometimes in an individual space, you'll see this left hand over here, which is facing towards the west. That's, that's where the worker will use for dismissing, diminishing, getting rid of. This space over here on the left-hand side, which is facing towards the east, is where the worker works to draw in, to bring in. So there is a lot of information here. There's a lot of technique. A lot of it is personal. A lot of family. There's a lot going on here. I would suggest that if you would like to know more about this, you might check out the very fine book, Hoodoo Shrines and Altars, by Miss Phoenix LeFay. That might be of benefit to you. You could also stop by and take a look at the Association of Independent Readers and Workers page and check out the altar work, altar work and prayer segment on that page. We would like to thank the good folks at readersandrootworkers.org, that's the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, for their allowance of the use and inclusion of materials from their site in the show each and every week. Why not stop on by and give them a look? Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen. That's right. We're going to go into the kitchen where we're going to be, how do I want to put this? Measuring marigolds? Inchworm, inchworm, measuring the marigolds. You and your arithmetic, you'll probably go far. Inchworm, inchworm. Measuring the marigold Seems to me you'd stop and see How beautiful they are
uh, from it used to treat minor cuts, burns, and skin irritations. However, in hoodoo, calendula, excuse me, calendula blossoms are lucky in money matters because they resemble coins. And you will remember what we just talked about when we said Mary's gold. All right. So calendula has flowers that the blossoms resemble coins. And they send gamblers lucky dreams and are useful in court case and legal matters. I can tell you that calendula is extremely lucky for gambling. And I have used it in a variety of ways and with a variety of different tricks and different products. Here is one that is given to us. To dream lucky numbers for betting, you would place a green flannel bag filled with golden calendula flowers beneath your pillow when going to sleep because it is said that breathing the fragrance of these flowers causes one to dream of winning numbers and winning names. And you also could put uh, numbers on the outside of that bag to aid in that. You can also use them as a seven-herb court case mojo. To do this, you would write the names of those who oppose you on a piece of brown grocery bag paper that you've carefully torn out a square of and cross their names with your name written three times. Then wrap a pinch each of calendula, anise seed, deer's tongue, celery seed, tobacco snuff, cascara, and dill seed in the name paper, folding away from you and saying, may this trouble be removed from me. Tie the packet with thread and carry it in your pocket when you go to court. Courtroom, chew a little bit of little John root and spit it into the wrapped mojo hand to feed it. Now, nowadays in a courtroom, it's very difficult to chew things and spit, and you might get thrown out. So instead, you could chew it, and then you could have your little wrapped paper mojo hidden in a handkerchief. And then you could cough, like you, <coughs> I have to cough. And then you're spitting the little John juice onto it that way, and no one sees it. Then you won't get into a bunch of trouble. Calendula should not be confused uh, with the uh, Mexican flowers that are also called marigold. Calendula is the true marigold of the ancient world, as we talked about earlier. It's a wonderful little plant, and it works wonders, and it has a great history to it. So I hope that you will take a little time this week and go out and study it, no matter how you pronounce it, whether you pronounce it better than I or worse than I. I hope that you will take a little time and look into it and see it, get it, touch it. You can taste it because we already heard. It's edible. And work with it. 
Our information for the In the Kitchen section comes each and every week, not only from our own knowledge, but also from the excellent book, Hoodoo, Herb, and Root Magic, a Materia Magica of African-American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood, and we thank her for its use and inclusion in the show each and every week. So, take a little time this week and study up on Calendula, Calendula, and go out and think about altar work. Do you have a workspace? Do you have an altar space in your house yet for your work? You might want to. You might want to. You know, when you take the time to dedicate some space to your work, you're making a very big leap. No matter how small that space is, even if it's just the top of a dresser drawer, even if it's just a little end table, even if it's just a spare shelf on a series of shelves, you are making a potent and powerful statement. You're saying, I'm not just doing this haphazardly. I'm not just doing this half-assedly. I'm dedicating something to this. I'm, this is a part of my life. And if one accepts that we can commune and we can deal with, conjure up spirits and deal with them, that is a very strong statement to make before those spirits. No matter what they are or who they are, that you have set aside this space for purpose, that you are stating this is a part of what I do, who I am, and my life. It is necessary to my space, as necessary as a space to eat, as necessary as a space for me to void my bladder, as necessary as a space for me to wash as necessary as a space for me to sleep and rest. This, too, is necessary. Please also remember to not fall into the trap of hoodoo gentrification and think that you must have the grandest, biggest, best space. Why, I have to have a whole room. And if I don't have a whole room, then I've failed. Or I'm not doing it right. Or I'm doing it hazardly. No, just a space. Even a little table. Even the top of a dresser drawer. Quit getting things twisted up. Think back where this comes from. This is people who are living in pretty serious poverty, ladies and gentlemen, in very hard times doing this work often. I recently read a series of th- responses on a thread in which a question was asked, as it is often asked, about an ancestor space, an ancestor altar being set up in a bedroom. And as always happens, people came in and said, no, 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 a thousand times no. How weird, how awful, how strange. You wouldn't want to get naked 
in front of Grandpa. You wouldn't want to give your husband a blowjob in front of Aunt Matilda. You wouldn't want to give your wife the old in and out in front of your mom and dad. No, never do that. And then you'll be sleeping and then you'll be defenseless. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Continually forget is this, that they are living in a time of privilege. They are living in a time where they have space, where they have separate rooms. This is the living room, and this is the dining room, and this is the grand room, and this is the office, and this is the kitchen, and this is the that, etc., etc. And they're forgetting that there was a time not that long ago when many, 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 many people, particularly people who practiced hoodoo and conjure, often lived in one room where that room might have, if it was separated at all, might have been separated by quilts or blankets, if that at all. More than likely, no. So consider where things come from this week when you go out to do that hoodoo that you do so well. Once again... 10th Annual, 2017, Hoodoo Heritage Festival is coming up. Only 30-odd days left, 30-something days left, 32 days. Get on the ball. I want to see you there because I want to be able to shake your hand. I want to be able to meet you, to greet you, to talk to you, to have a little time with you. So come on down. Myself, Candelo Cambisa, Catherine Ironwood, Beverly Smith, Troll Towelhead, Mama E, Co Meadows, Chaz Bogan, Miss Robin, and so many other wonderful, wonderful workers as we keep this tradition going, as we keep to bearing that torch. There are only two more after this. Twelfth annual is the last. Don't miss it. Be there or be square, because eventually, well, the 12th annual will happen, and well, then that will just be the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning.
Pass on. 